Welcome to the Why Weight Elevate podcast, where we share key information to help you lose weight the right way and then transition to a lifestyle that helps you keep it off. Our hosts are experts in obesity medicine and have collectively treated thousands of patients for obesity and are here to help you on your own journey. All four of us are busy parents, so we totally understand what it's like to try and live healthy while also trying to stay on top of the busy demands in our life. Thanks for taking time in your busy day to join us. As some of our hosts have medical licenses, we have a legal disclaimer to share with you. Here it is. Please note that our podcast is not intended to, and shouldn't be considered, a substitute for professional medical advice from a doctor or other qualified healthcare professional. You should always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare professional with questions you may have regarding your medical condition. You should not rely on this podcast for medical diagnosis or treatment, and you should never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of our content. Hello, everybody. This is Quincy. I'm here with Ron and Kelsey. Today's topic for our podcast is going to talk about um, pre-fuel and post-fuel um, for workouts. Basically, what you what are the recommendations, the guidelines of what you should do before you're working out, what you should do afterwards, have a discussion. So without further ado, um, where should we start? I'll start. Um, so a lot of this pre-fuel and post-fuel is, is going to depend on the type of exercise you're doing as well as um, your goals and intensity level and duration of your exercise. Um, but if you are doing, um, regardless of the exercise, I think hydration before your workout is important. Um, I would, um, I think Dr. Rigby would agree, um, you can work out fasting in a fasted state and diff different uh, health situations that would actually be beneficial. Yes. Um, but for some people who are like going on a long run um, and they need to make sure their glycogen stores are um, sufficiently supplied to help them with their long runs. So asking for a friend, glycogen stores are supplied. What does that mean? That's a great question. <laughs> um, those How do I make sure my glycogen stores? Is your, your storage form of glucose. So when you're going through endurance cardio exercise, our muscles are using glucose as a primary fuel source. Okay. If you're not fat adapted. Yes. And that, going through ketosis. Yes. Okay. Well, it's, it's in the, the muscles. And when you're being physically active, we're going to use the glycogen that's in the, it's the stored energy okay. in the muscles, period. Okay, so we have glycogen in our muscles and in our liver. Yeah. So you want to make sure you have that. So yeah, you want to make it all. Um, and for most people, uh, you're not going to deplete your glycogen stores unless you go over about 60 minutes is kind of a generic. And, and that was one of the my whole mindsets about carbo loading is that we're going to build this up and build this up. Unfortunately, most people went to extreme and they go well above the ability to store this glycogen type of a thing. Yeah, like I've said, I've done some long distance running races and they always had talk about big bowl of spaghetti and pasta and carb loading. And I've never done that. And I try to just more fuel and stuff like that. And I noticed on my personal experience, like I, I didn't notice that. And sometimes even when I go running in the morning, like I don't eat before. I know some people prefer to eat beforehand. So what, I mean, what are the guidelines? So you make sure you hydrate. You can go fasting if you want to. Yep. So from the Academy College of Sports Medicine, their guidelines for carbohydrates, it's five to seven grams of carbs per kilogram of body weight for moderate to high intensity activity. Um, that's going to last at least an hour. Okay. 
Um, and to define moderate, because everyone has different, like, well, I feel like it's a high intensity or moderate intensity activity. Um, moderate is at least 3.5 um, miles per hour of brisk walking. So if mm-hmm. you're kind of looking at the treadmill speed, um, high for an hour for an hour. Or so more. you don't yeah. need this much carbs if you're working out for 30 minutes. High intensity yeah. um, is running above five miles per hour. Um, and then if you're going for those long, if you're training for a half marathon, a marathon, um, you're training for longer, like one to three hours, um, we're looking at a higher carb intake. So six to 10 grams of carbs per kilogram of body weight. And that will fill up your glycogen stores. Okay. But again, part of it is where you are and what's your ultimate goal, like Kelsey brought up. But again, a key factor is also what's the environment you're going to be exercising in. If you're in a climatized gym, you're probably going to, you're going to sweat, but you're not going to sweat a ton. Versus being outside in hungry weather. When it's really hot outside, then that's where the electrolytes come is a key factor. So if you're going to be outside in more of the warmer temperatures, that's where adding some electrolytes prior to your workout, during your workout, and even post-workout can definitely be beneficial. And electrolytes are usually talking about the salts, the sodium, the chloride, the magnesium, the potassium. Those are key factors. Or if you're a heavy sweater too. Mm Mm-hmm. I know I sweat that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, that's yeah. a big deal as well. Okay. And, and that's was kind of the whole idea behind the main name out there of Gatorade was basically a fuel replacement for the Gators or basically the Florida Gator football team to help them replenish and hydrate before until they started adding all the sugar. Okay. Okay. So electrolytes, hydration, if you go for longer than an hour, it started looking at some carbs potentially, unless you're a fat adapted. Um, how about like from a weight loss, I'm trying to lose weight versus I'm trying to gain muscle. Like, so some people, they bodybuilders are trying to gain weight and they say, Oh, eat a lot more protein before or after. Like what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, the thoughts are again, what's your, your goal? If you're trying to lose weight, that's one thing. If you're trying to build muscle, then the argument is maybe you have to have some uh, branch amino ch- uh, branch chain amino acids, or basically the amino acids to actually help repair the the muscle you put it in before, because it actually helps in the repair. But if you're going during the workout, but especially after to kind of help re- build up the muscles that you've just torn down through the heavy lifting, you've basically destroyed it. Now you're putting the components or the bricks to build a brick wall you have to put it in to actually put it to build it up right away is there a time frame like is it better to take the protein before versus after or that's a great question (laughs) debate and again depends on how you are and where you are in your journey okay um but having some of that protein before is not a bad thing because you're not going to bump up your insulin a lot and actually you need to have an a bump on your insulin to actually help get, let me phrase that. The performance. Insulin gets helps get the fuel into the cell, but <coughs> studies have actually shown just doing the movement. If you have a lot of sugar and then you do the movement, even without insulin not around, can actually the cells or the muscles are able to get the sugar into the cell to actually use it effectively, even without insulin. Okay. So um, exercise, well, sorry, even if you're going eating a bunch of carbs and you're bumping up your sugars, doing big muscle exercises can help control your blood sugars. Can really definitely help you. Okay. 
Yeah, which will also help with weight loss. Yes. Okay. Um, and then for me, like my recommendation is that the post-workout is just as important as, you know, what you're eating throughout the whole day. Um, but there is that one hour to two hours post-workout that you do need to replenish. You do need to eat something to help recover okay. from your workout. And But that's the argument. A lot of people go, oh, I worked out really hard. I'm just going to go out and get me a, a fruit smoothie or something like that. And unfortunately, some studies have actually shown by eating that sugary component right away, you can kind of defeat all your hard work. So if you're going to refuel, as Kelsey brought up, you need to do it with more protein-based components and not the sugar because you're going to grab that fruit smoothie is going to, in a way, defeat all that hard work. So like if you run a long race over an hour, Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's sometimes probably better to do something not quite so sweet. Because yeah. uh, the original recommendations was like the two to one, two grams of carbs per one gram of protein. Um, that's why a, a lot of athletes like chocolate milk because that has that ratio. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, they, <laughs> they ramp up the chocolate aspect. <laughs> <laughs> um, but going higher on that protein um, is, is crucial. Would you guys say do more than the two to one? Like two, to, car- two carbs to one protein or a gram of protein? Like you I said, would- that was the original thing, but... I would say try to keep your carbs low and ramp up the protein. But again, trying to be smart with it. But part of it is how you feel. So people go, okay. how soon should you do it? I always say if you're walking out of the gym or you get done with your, your exercise and you feel like you can't be eat. safe, eat something. Okay. If you feel like you're like, I'm not hungry, great, don't eat right away. Yes, you might want to fuel somewhere in that one to two hour range. But don't eat right away just because you just finished your workout or you just got done with your run or you just did all your heavy lifting because especially, again, we're always looking at from, at least I always look at it from the weight loss perspective. If I'm trying to build muscle, yes, I might want to ramp it up. And that's where the, the bodybuilders are trying to, you have to have a lot right away to help with that recovery process and the healing process. But if our goal is to lose weight, we're using the energy. If I can keep my insulin level down for a longer period of time, that is going to help me use or allow me the fat out of the cells or the ketones and start using that as part of your fuel source. Okay. I agree. Thank you, everybody. Hopefully this is helpful for you. Thanks for joining us on the Why Weight Elevate podcast. We want to hear what you think about this episode and encourage you to continue the discussion in our Facebook group. The name of the group is community of people elevating their mind and body to lose weight. Or you can search for our Facebook page, Why Weight Elevate, and our group is linked on that page. Also, if you found this episode to be helpful, can you share it with your friends that you think would appreciate listening to it? And if you found our podcast to be helpful, we would love it if you could leave us a review. It really helps others hear about this podcast, and we really want to help as many people as we can. Thank you.